0: reaching out across the airwaves into your little rows of peas and your your uh, mature broccoli plants.
1: Heads of cabbage.
0: That's right. And the rhododendrons that are blooming, not blooming, growing, setting buds.
1: Setting buds.
0: I was looking at them this week looking at all those big fat buds sitting on the top of them. But the
1: uh, hydrangeas are blooming. Oh,
0: aren't they, though? The hydrangeas all over town, blooming and changing colors at the same time. It's a
1: wonderful thing. You know, it really what it's a like change turning, that made huh? it's like turning the light bulb on yeah,
0: yeah. And i'm so glad they came along
1: yeah and you told me the other day that i can't remember who the supplier was somebody car- carries the one i love which is a sweet summer oh yes i love that one
0: canadians van bell they have them as as starter plugs i should order you some get them here in time for your birthday <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get them here this month and I could plant them for next spring
0: that's right I guess we could do that couldn't we and then they would be in bloom now and th- those are the pure white ones that are in front of the capitol building
1: well they they uh, start out pure white but then they get a, a really light blush of pink on their tips which is not as ruddy as quick fire or as dark And, and for my gardens that's what I like because it mm-hmm. uh, it's so dark here I mean when it's bright it's really bright don't misunderstand me but you know like today's a perfect garden day and you need the light to backlight everything that's going on in the garden Mm
0: -hmm. and it can be that that clear white with a little pink tint Uh it can also be that bright yellow that we see
1: absolutely and bright pink i Uh. mean there's there's all kinds of things you can use but when it came to the hydrangeas the sweet summer that was my favorite So I haven't really looked at Skyfall yet. I'll look forward to seeing that next year when it gets a little bit more mature.
0: It's really a vanilla colored one so far. Uh I haven't seen any kind of uh, other color come into it.
1: Yeah, a woman came up to me at Riverview yesterday when I was having my weeding marathon and talked about how incredible the quick fires were. Aren't they amazing? And uh, what was its name? And when I told her it was a hydrangea, she said, oh, this is fabulous. I said, and they're just gonna get darker.
0: Right, and the ones that are at the the uh, Riverview residence are the tree forms too.
1: Well, there's both the shrubs and the tree forms.
0: Those tree forms are such cool-looking things. So what we're talking about are a hydrangea called paniculata that ha- not the round flower, not the round flower cluster, but the long, pointy kind. And they start off creamy white, and they ripen through pink. To bright pink and then to dark red. And by that time, the leaves have turned burgundy colored. And you see them all over town now. They've been increasing in the last half a dozen years since we first started finding them. And uh, that's really stimulated a lot of other plant breeders working in that field to come up with new varieties. And so there are new varieties coming every year, every season.
1: So, this is a call in show.
0: 907-586-1800.
1: And this is our last show so of last this show year. For this year. So, if you've got any questions, be sure to call us. It's been fun talking to all of you.
0: It has been. And and we're delighted with the uh, the response, the number of people that talk about it and stop us on the street and ask us questions or call us up and say you were talking about this, I want to know about that, you know. And so uh, we really appreciate all the response. It makes us feel Mm, connected, more connected even with people that we only know through the radio or the television or, I mean radio or the telephone and uh, one of the nicer things that's come out of our work this last year was our son gave us an online catalog and our, our nursery site, website landscapealaska.com has an online catalog that people can order from Sitka, Wrangle, Ketchikan,
1: and we send it to you in the mail. In or the
0: mail, or on uh, on the float plane, you know that. Uh, there's different ways. There's ways to get them to you, no matter where you are. There's some way to get them to you. So if you wanted to buy hydrangeas or roses or, and there was no place around where you could get what you wanted, uh, you can look on our catalog. If we've got them available, we'll send them off to you.
1: So how many Hansa roses do we have, Dave? Not a one. Really you sold them all this year?
0: Everyone is gone, I'm sorry to say. Not
1: even one little tiny one somewhere? No.
0: Nope. Not a, not a hansa, no, but I do have that new uh da- that mean new to us. It's a Danish one called Madje. Oh yeah. And it's like a hansa. It doesn't spread. It has a high bud count. Uh, we have never had them before. I don't know how big they're going to get. Well,
1: let's you know, put some in the ground and see how they survive the winter.
0: Okay, we can do that. You know what I mean? And anybody else that wants to trial one, let me know. The way we do that is we introduce new stuff every season. We sell it at a very low cost with the the provision that you're going to respond to us and let us know how well it does. And, of course, if it doesn't make it through the first winter, well, we'll replace it with something else. But that's the only way we can try all this stuff out.
1: And there's so many different zones, you know what it's like in downtown Douglas versus what it's like in the Mindenhall Valley, what it's like out the road. All those things. All those things. And it's wet, it's dry, it's, you know, cloudy a lot, it's sunny mm-hmm. a lot. So it was quite a summer this summer.
0: Quite a summer. Right? So We've got hot. everything. You know, we haven't had any ice storms this summer. Well, I think that's the knock only thing on we're wood. missing. <laughs> so as you're out there working, Mark, and uh, uh, you have your whole arsenal of tools around you, you have your car packed with tools, what are your favorite ones?
1: You know, I I just love my tools. And I love the still tool set. I have the chainsaws. I love the trimmers. And now that they've gone to having the same battery that you can use...
0: Back and forth. Back and forth. That makes a world of difference, too, doesn't it?
1: And I have several pairs of each of those. Um, I love my Felcos, my really good handheld pruners, and my short-handled loppers. Love those. Uh And...
0: And you got a special little short shovel too I saw the other day.
1: I love my square tip shovel on a short handle cuz the handle broke. So uh, there's one thing about working around with young men is that they take a little <laughs> shovel and they just break the darn handle right off of it. So then <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then hand it back to you and say, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, so I make them use only big shovels from now on. But well, I do love that. And I have my little hand rake that I oh, really... Oh, that's a
0: great little tool. It
1: is, for especially for getting the leaves out from underneath the rhododendrons and, you know, cleaning up for getting ready for winter.
0: And it is that time right now. It is fall cleanup time.
1: I did a marathon weeding at Riverview yesterday. I mean, I bet you we pulled up (laughs) 4,000 (laughs) weeds.
0: (laughs) <laughs> well, Stacy at uh, Tyler Riddle sent me a picture. says they're going to have those tools on sale.
1: Wow. They have
0: the little chainsaw on sale right now for $149.
1: Well, you know, it's a great with gift. With a charger. I've given, with a battery. I've given those as gifts to my daughter-in-laws, to uh, my aunt, uh-huh. to, you know, customers of mine. Because having that little chainsaw, zip, zip, you know. Especially yeah. for the people who are getting a little older that don't are not as young and vigorous as we used to be, or the Being ones who are
0: still agile to climb up in the tree and hang on with one foot and one hand <laughs> so, and reach out as far as they can without. Well, not tool. on
1: my watch, but yes, I understand what you mean. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's a, di- a dynamite little thing. It's a battery-powered chainsaw that's about uh, as big as a hand mixer.
1: It's really great it is they they all are and the trimming tools the pruning both the hedge trimmers and the shrubber sh- trimmers are uh, really come in handy for cutting back your perennials to get ready for winter and
0: and shaping your shrubbery
1: and shaping the shrubbery yep
0: yeah they're really good for that and they're and they make you feel uh, kind of dick tracy modern like, you've got all this fancy new stuff.
1: There's nothing modern
0: about Dick Tracy, Dick. Well, I know.
1: I'm, I'm,
0: I'm showing are my. Like, era. Who's Dick Tracy? <laughs> Dick Tracy, the first guy to have a cell phone. We just didn't know it yet. Okay, so uh, that's, that's great. Go down there to. to uh, Tyler Rettel, and look at those tools. Margaret's ringing endorsement should sound in your ears as you're looking at them. And they are truly, truly uh, a labor-changing, a world-changing labor device. So you're cleaning up and pruning back. Yeah, so and weeding. what are you pruning now?
1: Well, anything I want, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's uh, your answer to everything.
1: <laughs> that's right. Uh, I pruned a lot of the yews that are putting on a a tremendous amount of growth so they look kind of gawky and I want them to look neat and tidy so I trimmed them back quite a bit uh, the other day and uh, I'm trimming all the wasted flowers on the perennials and cleaning up around their bases and uh, some things are still going strong and look beautiful and some things are ready to quit.
0: Are you shaping spireas now or are you waiting for the color to change on them?
1: I kind of like to have them drop their leaves. The the thing about the spireas, especially the old varieties, is that they they root everywhere. (laughs) So if you don't manage them, that one trimming back of your spirea, you know, you have a hundred baby spireas. So I try to wait for them to drop all that and clean them up and prune them back when they're sticks. So that goes right onto the tarp.
0: I had a woman in the nursery yesterday talking about just exactly that, how she had bought a spirea from us, I don't know, 20 years ago, and that she must have... She's got 100 of them. Exactly (laughs) what she said. she have got about 100 of them. It's
1: really great that now they're making sterile ones, you know, and we'll never have those other varieties ever again. I mean, not that we're ever going to get rid of them, but the Tor, it's a sterile, and it can't throw seed, and it's beautiful, and it... uh, has great fall color and it's pretty in the summer and and all that but the idea that they have sterilized some of those really invasive shrubs that you know 20 years ago that's all you had
0: that's right and i saw yesterday a post from oregon state university from the plant breeder there the ornamental plant breeder named ryan i think his last name is conteris and he was showing the seed collections from diploid triploid and quadruploid uh, Spirea, as, as he's breeding them to make them sterile. Right. And so, if you have two different seed lines coming together and you can breed them so they become sterile, their offspring becomes sterile, then you've got a plant that you can, can uh, reasonably put out in the landscape and not expect it to spread out of control.
1: Right. Well, you know, we really don't want non native things to be invasive.
0: We did a lot of work with invasive plants this last week. Mm -hmm. We dug up a whole big area that had polygonum in it and uh, took the roots out of it as much as we could and tarped it and plasticed it and then covered it back up again.
1: And then again, the native things are very vigorous all on their own. I mean, I can't tell you how many cottonwoods I pulled out of the flower bed at Riverview yesterday. And they just came from seed this year and they Absolutely. were six inches tall uh-huh.
0: and when you see the cottonwood <laughs> yeah. floating around that's what all that is it's, I know uh, see they're just looking for a home
1: that's right in any bare ground
0: that's right and uh also the alders and I am astounded how many little baby hemlocks come up in the flower beds you know right now they look like just uh, a little itty bit of grass with a split top mm-hmm. but boy give them two years and they're uh the root is take, way bigger than yeah, the top is. that's right. The top's only a little tiny, but the root's already reaching down and branching out all around there.
1: You know, a lot of people don't like to weed. I find it soothing. I really like it because, uh, well, I don't use chemicals. I and you use, like it when you like I, it. I, I use design as a application to cover the ground as much as possible and you have to spend a few years weeding and clearing out invasive things so that uh, the dominant elements get to take over
0: the things that you put in place that how you have mm-hmm. how you want it to be yeah it makes a world of difference if you can hold that competition down for a couple of years right. so that your selected forms get to be dominant
1: the lingonberry is just beautiful right now and just loaded with berries Mm
0: -hmm. i was eating some yesterday while i was talking to the same woman and she was saying (laughs) oh i look at those i remember going with my father when i was just a little girl at anchorage and going out and picking those what are they called i said Mm -hmm. well they call them low bush cranberry here everywhere else in the world they call them lingonberry but low bush cranberry is their name in southeast and she said that was it Absolutely, that was it. And what a flavor. you never forget the flavor once you start eating them. Right. It's kind of a sweet, sour, and yet so very, very earthy flavor.
1: And so good for
0: you. Isn't everything?
1: Not everything, no.
0: Okay. (laughs) So you're pruning back things. You're uh, uh, weeding. And also, it's time for planting in the fall. There's plenty of things that are ready to set out in your yard, particularly if you're going to have them bloom in springtime. You know, if you want to have your spring-blooming perennials come up and be vigorous, don't wait for the spring to plant them. Plant them now. Plant them now, right. Primroses, bleeding hearts, pulmonaria, any of that stuff that's going to come up early in the spring. Or things like uh, daylilies that are going to have to take a little while to get established. And crocus. Oh, and the crocus, you betcha. We're going to be planting crocus as soon as we get our hands on them.
1: They're coming, though, right?
0: Well, I've ordered them. Okay. But you know what's <laughs> happened in the last few years is the whole, you put in an order and, and it gets here, it's kind of gone screwy.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the lumber business. You can't buy any lumber either that you oh. want. You have to wait months.
0: It is astounding. That's right. I, we've been waiting for a particular kind of board for over a month. And it's uh, the latest news is, well, maybe we're not going to get them. Yep. And you think all that stuff, it should be readily available, but sometimes it just ain't. And so what you have to do is you have to uh, fall back and redesign.
1: So this is a call-in show. If you have any you 907
0: 586 And uh, when you're working out in the yard, you have to take advantage of the weather gaps.
1: Yeah. You know, yesterday I had four good hours of no rain. And we did a lot. You know. We, thousands.
0: Killed those thousands. Weeded thousands. That's right. Just take them right on out. Okay. Look at our uh, online catalog sometime this next couple of weeks and see the the amount of stuff on there, and uh, put in your orders and requests. And if you want us to bring up special things for you in the springtime, you know, people are talking to us every day about things that they want to have next year that they don't have, either we don't have now or they're not ready for it now. Both things are true.
1: You know, one of the things, I can't remember who we bought the bright, dark pink flocks from, but we want some more of that.
0: Okay, I think we did. I think we got that from the Canadians. Hello, Conversations.
1: Um, Would you put bark mulch down now or wait till spring? I know, I'd put it down now. We're putting
0: it down now every day.
1: Okay, thank you. You
0: know, it's really, there's there's several reasons for doing it. One is uh, weed suppression. Because this is really a weed growth time. Thanks a lot for the question, by the way. You bet. Thanks. So we put put bark moats down. We fertilize and put the bark moats over it. And so it's uh, all kind of tucked in and ready. So the weeds are pulled out. The plants are pruned back. You know,
1: I always find it exciting. There's something about the fall work in the garden that is encouraging hope and looking forward to the future. And it's like investing In life There's so much life And
0: boy I tell you There is that sense in the mornings The fall mornings It's so clear Mm -hmm. So incredibly clear Like it's been washed clean And then woken up happy And uh, looking out over the sky And it's all You know It's dark again It's dark when we wake up Which is quite a, a significant change you know, and so...
1: Uh, you mean instead of being light at 4 Light
0: five, always, that's right. <laughs> so you go to sleep clock. in the light and wake up in the light? Uh-huh. Uh, I know that... that. Uh, well, the animal world is like that too, so I guess that tells you where we are.
1: And we're getting a break in the weather right now, and I'm going to go out and mow lawns and weed some more things.
0: That sounds good. I'm going to look at somebody's house and look at their yard today and see about transplanting big rhododendrons and moving stuff around. We'll... Uh, and that, that's one of the things that we do a lot of. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, make sure to get in touch with us so we can that's schedule you That's a big you
1: rhododendron. In. You showed me the photo. That's photos. a
0: big rhododendron. It's got to
1: be 10 feet tall.
0: Maybe 12 feet tall. Uh-huh.
1: And at least I
0: have to see 15 how easy. feet wide. It's big.
1: Uh-huh. It's a big, big, big one. It's a cast iron hybrid.
0: That's right. So rhododendrons are something that we can move at a pretty good size if we can get equipment to it. No, no, cause since the rhododendron root system is different than other plants' root systems, it's flat on top of the ground like a big pancake, rather than reaching down into the ground like a bunch of carrots. <laughs> we well, had to make a simile. <laughs> I think that's a simile. Maybe it's a metaphor. No, it's a simile. <laughs> Connor, what is it? Similar or metaphor? <laughs> All right. So uh, we have a few more minutes. Let's talk about what's happening with the trees. The leaves are beginning to turn color?
1: You know, the heat we had this summer made trees really grow. I mean, I, I've seen gr- some trees, some crab apples, that doubled in size. And, uh, if they were growing in a sunny spot and they got regular water in, they're like just going to town. And I think they all need to be pruned back some to make their branches stronger and maybe even tied up. So when the ice and snow starts forming on them, they just don't naturally break because they're still young trees.
0: They're still young trees and they've got all that tremendous weight and growth on them without having a, a great deal of diameter yet.
1: Right. Record. I know exactly what you mean. And they all need to be staked. We have a little bit more staking to do. because Especially with crab apples and, and things that have sort of a weak root system anyway. Uh-huh. They kind of move around.
0: <laughs> right. I pruned a crab apple yesterday or the day before, and it had fruit on it as thick as bunches of grapes. Right. There wasn't any kind of space between them. It was just like solid little tiny apples everywhere on them. Little tiny ones, though. Right. Little, little tiny ones. But I saw... I saw Maureen picking little tiny crab apples a couple of years ago. I asked her what she did with them. She said she used them for the pectin to make uh, blueberry jam set up.
1: Oh, great.
0: Because the pectin was so strong in them. And, oh, that's a great idea. And, of course, they taste like little tiny apples.
1: Well, I wasn't Sour
0: ra- little tiny apples.
1: I wasn't raised in 4-H, so I, I don't make jam, but I certainly appreciate it when other people do.
0: Uh huh. Okay, so... Uh, the springtime perennials.
1: Let's talk about let's the use of fer- let
0: let's talk about the use of fertilizer at this time of year. Okay. Okay. Well, there are, there's a whole bunch of different things. You know, let's talk about what a people category. are going to,
1: let, Let's just pick the things that people are going to buy in the store here. What's on the shelf, and how to address their rhododendrons, their roses, their shrubbery.
0: One thing I've noticed in the last few years, when I look on the shelves of the of our local nurseries, and even ones in uh, in other towns, and even in the big box stores, the fertilizers have gone to really, really low, low concentrations of nutrients. So you have to put quite a bit on. They've I think that's a
1: profit thing. So you can only buy it in a small box that's the size of a oatmeal container. And then you have to have 20 of them.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and, and it still costs, you know, 10 or 12 bucks for a box. Of or a, more. Or 3% nitrogen, 5% nitrogen.
1: So the theory, anyway. The theory of fertilizing at this time of year. Let's not go off on some jag. All right,
0: I won't rave. <laughs> okay, the theory of fertilizing at this time of year is you are feeding for next year's growth. You're not trying to encourage any more growth this year. You can see the end of the season coming. Uh, Good morning, conversations.
1: Good morning, Dave. How do you prune prune Daphne, the shrub Daphne?
0: How do you prune Daphne? Hardly at all. I'll tell you what I know.
1: It's very poisonous, so you have to be really careful.
0: That's right. It is. Everything about the Daphne plant is poisonous. The seeds, the leaves, the roots.
1: So you have to wear gloves.
0: Right. It's not so much that the, that the poison is going to come in through your skin. The poison has to be eaten to have any kind of effect on you. But when you prune them, you know, the, the only reason you would prune it would be if it got too large for the space it was in. They have to think about how they look. They're all kind of like, kinda like a, a, a cactus, a saguaro cactus, a bunch of straight up things that are all clustered together.
1: So you would cl- prune it down where you wanted it to be more open.
0: You could do that. You could take individual branches. So the
1: tallest out. ones, you could take down to the ground.
0: Well, it's remember, it's still only got a single trunk coming up.
1: Uh huh. But you'd take it down to that trunk.
0: Take it down to that trunk, and that would be that would open up the spaces for the mm-hmm. remaining ones.
1: Versus cutting it off at the top, where it's now then going to bush out into a hundred little stems.
0: You're right, and that makes a world of difference. You want them to look like that. You want them to look unimpeded and be straight up like a colony, kind of like blades of grass. Right. And so you would do that. Rather than cut the top of it off like a lawnmower, you go down to the bottom of it and cut the whole stem out.
1: Right up against the trunk.
0: The same thing you do with dogwoods, currants, gooseberries, any of those multi-stems. Yes, and roses. Any of those kind of multi-stem things like that 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 are going to come up from the base. And spireas. Can't forget the spireas. Oh- I was in the yard and I picked a couple of gooseberries this week. Are that they ripe yet? So sweet. Okay. Lump. Absolutely so sweet. And you know, you have to, the, the color doesn't give as much a clue as the texture does. Mm-hmm. So you reach out and feel it if it's as uh, yielding as you want, kind of like a little water balloon. That's just the ideal texture for it. Really juicy, really succulent. Uh, what a flavor too
1: i love them i pick them and put them in a plastic bag and, and put them in the freezer and then i use them on game and pork roast or anything like that and make it piquanti
0: yep really really tasty we got five minutes left of our last radio show of the year and we want to tell you it's been a pleasure
1: absolutely
0: yeah and so uh getting off the boat and uh, walking into town Having somebody say I recognize that voice That's those people on the radio Isn't <laughs> so that you? You know That's uh, You get paid back instantly For that kind of stuff So uh, We're still going to be open For the rest of the season Our autumn hours Are uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday
1: And we're still accepting jobs
0: Yep still Working doing, every day Doing work every day We have a great crew We're keyed up for that kind of stuff And we can swoop in And renovate or Clean up Prune back, do all those things, and transplant too. We're making uh, gardens every week where there were not gardens before, and it's, uh, it's a really heady and exciting time of year for that kind of stuff. If there's anything that you're uh, worried about transplanting, digging up now, you know, this is still plenty of time. The ground's in nice shape. It's better to do it now than it is to think about doing it in the springtime. Because now, not only is the, is the soil warmer, they're also drier. Even though it's been raining, they're drier than it is in the springtime when it comes out of frost.
1: When it's been frozen.
0: It has been frozen. Then when it thaws, it's so wet and mucky.
1: Well, part of it is that it's frozen down deeper and there's no place for the water to roll. You know, water wants to find a place out.
0: That's right. <laughs> very, very nice. And... uh we made these cages for delphiniums that work really, really well. And if you have delphiniums now that are being beaten up by the rainstorms, you know, you need to talk to us about that. We'll show you how to do it. It's a pretty simple thing and it makes a world of difference. So we've got just a couple of minutes left. I'm gonna talk about the bonsai trees. And if you are one of those gentlemen maybe 20 years older than me, who were part of the group that climbed up into the high-altitude areas here and spent several years digging little trees out, taking a third of the root system this year, filling it back in, a third the next year and filling it back in, a third the following year and filling it back in and going back the fourth season and digging the little trees up and bringing them down and putting them into pots. Give me a contact. I'm really fascinated by this stuff, and I'd like to see the results of your work.
1: There are people older than you are?
0: There are lots of people <laughs> in Juneau older than I am.
1: Well, I'm not older than you are, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, good.
0: I'd hate to think you'd skipped ahead and gotten ahead of me.
1: <laughs> well, Juneau,
0: Okay. I love s- this town. Yep, come and see me tomorrow. Come and see me today. I'll be at the nursery after 10 or maybe 11 o'clock. And uh, there is some absolutely spectacular stuff. We transplanted Miss Kim lilacs all last week, and they just look marvelous. Just marvelous. You plant them out now, they'll bloom next spring, and it'll fill your room. And they're big. And they're big, and they've still got their original price tags on them. <laughs> Before I raise the prices on them, you ought to come and buy some. That's right. And they're turning, the leaves are turning color, got that burgundy color on them, and uh, there's nothing like it, that aroma of the lilac in the springtime. We were looking at roses today. We're going to have more kinds of roses next season, and uh, I think we're drawing to the close of our our scene here.
1: Take care, Juno.
0: Take care. We'll talk to you next spring. And until then, remember, from Margaret and Dave at Landscape Alaska, happy gardening.